Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Knobcast. We are back with a vengeance. I'm back from a yet another holiday because I'm such an outrageous part-time content creator. Um, I know you guys don't care, but it was a lovely time. Uh, thank you for asking. I know you didn't, but there we go. I went to the US. It was nice. And Gasky, I definitely put on a lot of weight because the shorts coming back were much tighter <laughs> than going on. Did you wear the same pair? I did. Going, going, <laughs> I did. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, obviously, I, button less? <laughs> obviously, I washed them and stuff. But you know, I picked. Yeah. I like to pick comfy shorts on a plane. Yeah, because I'm going to be yeah. on a plane for it. was an eight-hour flight. You know, from uh, Manchester to Orlando. Oh, yeah. It's got to be comfy shorts. You don't wear. You don't wear. You going out shorts. No, oh, yeah, exactly. Wear, like jogger, jogger bottoms, maybe as well. Yeah, comfy. exactly. And I wanted the below-the-knee yeah. freedom, so I had shorts, obviously. And on the yeah on the way back, I had to change my shorts. I just like because I took some gym shorts, uh, so yeah. I, I had to swap to my baggy gym shorts, which I'm wearing right now actually because it was Ooh. far too um oh they were tight. Was this your was this your first ever long haul flight then? Well, you and I have been to Canada, haven't we? Oh we oh yeah we did that. Well, that was but, uh, long. Oh that was a long time ago. But um since then I guess yeah because I, I guess the longest yeah. flight was only like four hours like to four, like Gran Canaria, yeah. um which is fine. But yeah, on the way going there it was fine, but um. Oh coming back if you can't sleep on a plane it I, I can't i can't it drags yeah and i tried so hard yeah. because the flight was from like 8 p.m until you know like 4 a.m yeah. something yeah, yeah I, I just i got maybe 30 minutes of sleep it was always awful anyway this is a football podcast welcome uh we are going to today talk about city have won the title I think we ended last podcast by saying you know but by the time we come back maybe city will be slightly closer to the title um they've won it uh, in pretty embarrassing fashion in respect of the art from Arsenal's perspective. So we'll be talking about our City's title win. We're talking about Arsenal's capitulation. We're going to be having our end of season awards. And we're also going to be uh, answering one Nobgas question, which is Jack's worst Premier League 11 draft. So this will be a slightly shorter podcast than usual. And then next week, we're going to be... Obviously, the season will be over. So we'll be touching on, uh, you know, more so United, uh, the relegation battle, the top four battle... Uh, etc. Um, but Gasky, Man City have won the title. That's three in a row. I know you must be buzzing about that. Can you tell? <laughs> you, you've got the, the enthusiastic features of a of a I, I don't know of an of an elk who's just deposited a great amount of money into his bank account. I think I would react a different way if that was me. But no, it's they've deserved winners. Deserve winners at the end of the day. They have been for the last three years. Not according to Ty from Arsenal Fan TV, as you just told me. Call him out. Call him out. Yeah, they deserve winners. Like, no one else can keep up with them. It's, and before people come in, you know, it's like, oh, it's oil money. Oh, they've got all these, you know, allegations and all this. How about you just, how about people look at your own clubs? Your, the clubs are not run properly. It's mm. the only club that seems to be run well. So, yeah, they're yeah, running on sure. empty. They're running on one leg. Yeah, they are. Apart yeah. from City, who are running with 100 legs. With Usain Bolt's my, mighty millipede legs. Yeah, 100 Usain Bolt legs. Before we talk about the actual football's perspective, let's touch on that because you make a, you raise a very good point because Twitter has obviously, you know, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, City fan on Twitter, so most of my stuff is twi- you know, stuff about City and most of it's celebratory stuff. But goodness me, the amount of sour grapes of... I think even the BBC came out like as soon as City won the title with City won the title. But let's not forget about these 115 odd breaches or whatever. And it's just like, uh, and it's not just, no. it's, it's like everyone, yeah, yeah. it seems. 
I, I, yeah, it's just like I think one journalist was like, the Usain Bolt on the pitch, but Lance Armstrong off the pitch. And it's like, what? Like, okay, yeah, let's be fair. They need an answer to all this, basically, just to shut everyone up. He needs starting. But let's talk about football. They've won the, the league, football related. Ignore the stuff off the pitch. Yeah. And it's not like. It's, it's not even re- oh I'm so annoyed it's not even relevant because I mean first of all it's not true I did a video about why it's clearly bollocks but secondly yeah it's not even like the argument is City have spent too much relative to everyone else because other clubs have outspent them Chelsea and United have outspent them it's a question of have they spent beyond their means and beyond their means doesn't actually mean they've spent like an outrageous mo- amount more than anyone else for example like apart from like Grealish United could have bought anyone at City and not broken their own, you know, record transfer spend. Same with Chelsea. They could have done that, but they didn't spend it well. So that annoys me. Anyway, that's the thing. Do you have anything else to say on Gasky before we touch on the football? You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Simple as that. Pissing me off. But yeah, uh, City win the title. Uh, it, City's B team, it turned out, was actually able to um, uh, beat a dispatch of Chelsea. Yeah, let's just be fair with that as well. They beat a bottom half team with their B team. That's how far ahead they are from everyone else. You can't talk about how much that team's worth because it was on the bench. Mm-hmm. That was youth players. That's one of the best benches I've players. ever seen, by the way. It, is the, it probably is the best bench you've ever seen. It's got to be up there. Because <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, and we'll get on to the Arsenal capitulation because it was actually Arsenal losing that gave City uh, the title. But a lot of people, in fact, I've just recorded a, a, a YouTube video about this, Gasky. A lot of people are saying that now they're changing their tune a bit in sort of January, February, Holland's, it was Holland's made Man City worse. This City side are not as good as they were before. Uh, there are key issues at City. It's got to be an overhaul of some players. And now, uh, a couple of months later, ever since the allegations, actually, um, City have not lost one game. Yeah, let, let me, uh, can I guess what the people are saying? What are they let saying? Let me guess. What? City. City would not have won the league if it went for Ireland, let me guess. Well, that too. That, that too. That's one of them. <laughs> yeah, but, but, they're all, but now people are saying, is this the best... Not only is this the best City side ever, is yeah. this the best Premier League side ever? You know, yeah. how does this side compare to Pep Guardiola's Barcelona, which is the best club side ever? Um, and it's just a staggering turnaround, isn't it? Yeah. Whether, whether you yeah. think about those ends of the argument, like it's staggering how, like, you know, Jamie Carragher in one breath in February was saying Horns picked the wrong team and people are saying he's made Man City worse. And now he's saying they're better than the United's treble winning side. So what what what's happened this season, Gasket, well, like, what what was the main, because something's obviously happened to go from that to this. It's, uh, I, it, I don't know, because it, it's just contradictory, really. Because what is it? Everyone always says when a new transfer comes in and it's an expe- you know, expensive player, you give them a season, they've got to gel with the new team. Apparently, Ho- Holland's not allowed to do that. He has to, he has to hit the ground running for a minute one. I mean, he did. But again, that wasn't enough, apparently. Yeah. So, I don't get what they're on about. Like the only, let's be fair, the only person who seems to make any sense the whole way through is Gary Neville. <laughs> he was right. He was right. He was right. And the people were questioning him. And it's like, this is the guy who's been in, God knows, well, how many title races? I don't know how many they won. Like nine or whatever it was. You know, he's been in all these title races. He knows what teams do. And he said in January after the Arsenal beat United in the last minute, like, everyone was like, um, who's going to stop this Arsenal team? He's like, what have they done? They've just beat United in the last minute. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if City come and catch them and run past them. And they have. They have. So. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. Um, it's, 
it, it is a weird one. I, th- I do think there are a number of factors. I think that the fact the allegations happened, I think that probably galvanized everyone and made like a siege mentality. I think something did click as well for a lot of the players. Um, you said it, Holland hit the ground running. He wasn't the issue. Players around him was the issue. I think the system change also helped, you know, like moving stones into that progressive centre-half role, whatever you want to call it, where it becomes a midfielder. Um, and obviously the Arsenal situation, which we'll get into. But yeah, but like, where, where do you personally rank this Man City side, Gasky? First of all, compare, let's compare it to other Pep City sides, first of all, and then compare it like, you know, to, to the heavy hitters. You put, I don't want you to just focus on what it is now and what it has been since March. I want the whole season. So, you know, when they were struggling yeah. at Old Trafford yeah. and Spurs, etc. Um, I would, I'd probably put them. Oh, he says difficult one. Because so I would say, I, ooh, it's, it's a tough question. I'd probably, I'd put them top four in terms of like, because my top, my top three was, would be, 1999 United, uh, City Centurion, mm. and maybe United 08. Yeah. It's like the best three in terms of like the season. Yeah. How, wh- where probably, would you? I'd, I'd wh- put this, this city season probably like with Liverpool's Premier League, Champions League double, and Arsenal Invincibles. I kind of put them in the, I put them in the same bracket. Right. But this team's young, and this team could, if they win the treble, they'll go straight to. But I give it the top because, you know, to go from adapting a new style to winning everything is incredible. And it's, and I'll say this because this is what's annoyed me how people can compare the 1999 United team to this team. Are people, the most people that are comparing it are 30 year olds. You haven't seen the 1999 team play, you've only seen this team. You're just assuming and you're watching highlights, it shows a different, completely different story. So I would probably say maybe on par, maybe better. The only thing you can go off is City are going to finish the league with more points than the same trophies if they do win everything. So on paper, yeah, they're better, but it's difficult to call. Yeah, def- definitely. Uh, I think that if they do do the tre- do do if they do do the treble, I think that from the from the outside looking in, I think most people will say, well, yeah, they're they're the best now. Me personally, mm-hmm. I, I think that City Centurions were still better, um, but. That maybe that's just because they were more exciting to watch. I'm not sure, but they did go 100 yeah. points at the end of the day. Um, so me personally, I still have the City Centurions. And maybe next season, it, I tell you what, if if we're talking about like a period, probably City from, you know, uh, March to now is probably the best City side I've seen. But you've got to do that across oh, the whole season. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if next season you go and just do it again, like demolish through the season, then, then you'd easily say they're the best. Hmm. Even if they don't, they don't have to win the treble again. You just have to com- compete the way they're doing, you know, and just, and then, yeah, they'll easily surpass other teams. But if we're going off one year, then it's, it's difficult to call. And I guess they're, they're, the next question becomes, this was probably like, not City's transitional year, but definitely going from one way of playing to the other, false nine yeah. to proper nine. And it's not, it's taken them half a season to adapt. And now seemingly they fully adapted. So next season, one assumes City just going to go from strength to strength and now they'll play the whole season fully adapted. So what does that mean for the rest of the league in terms of trying to compete with them? And specifically, because obviously Arsenal finished second, what does that mean for Arsenal, who we'll get to in detail in a second, but what does it mean for Arsenal? Because 
was this their one chance to hit City when they were not quite their best? How's the moment gone? I think so. I, it's not no disrespect on Arsenal. They they were by far the second best team. Clearly, we've they've been top most of the year. But it's a very young squad. They've got plenty of time in them. But I can't remember who I read it online. But I agree. I think the only team or the only kind of setup that can catch City is Liverpool with the current situation. Like everyone else is just struggling to just run the club properly and be able to just go go from strength to strength to strength. Like. It took Arsenal so long, and they f- I feel like they finally hit the like the formula for in the next five years to be competing, to not just be fifth or sixth, to actually compete. You know, top three, top four, and there's only really Liverpool who I think Liverpool had a bad season, and which happens almost got back. Pretending could still get top four, we don't know, um, but. They're the only team that I feel have the structure to be able to catch them or to compete with them. No one else has it. You know, Chelsea are just spending money willy nilly. United don't know if the owners are staying or going. You just everyone, every, you know, just forget about Tottenham <laughs> or even Newcastle. Newcastle potentially, you know, they've, you know, they've not. I, I said at the start of the season, Eddie Howe isn't a long term, um, you know, solution, but he's got a Champions League football, pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, and they've not even like they've thrown they've what Botman and. Isak is all they've really agreement maybe they're three of them they've not even broke the bank and gone and mental I don't think they will because they've got a good structure and they've got a good idea so it looks like there's what two and a half teams maybe who've got an idea mm-hmm. so it's I don't think anyone can next season I think he, he, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the treble again if they do win the treble who knows maybe the quadruple uh, that everyone's been talking about uh, for However many years. No, because Southampton decided they're going to take... Oh, I know. They're going down and they're taking someone with them. <laughs> it, was not, it wasn't just Southampton. It was Nathan yeah. Jones's Southampton, yeah. the mentalist. Yeah. Who, I mean, who ended I mean, that? Yeah, like, out of everyone, it's him. It's yeah. just for someone with an ego like that just to fuel it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yes, and yeah, so uh, Ar- Arsenal, um, they did... There's been lots of arguments about semantics this season and like i think even like people like you know in football media like jake Humphreys are saying i really don't like this idea of you know using the word bottle like it's, it's only a word first of all like, it's not that serious but it is a bottle um yeah uh maybe this is maybe, maybe this is something we can have a chat about next week when the season's over but this has in like detail but this has got to be up there with like biggest bottle jobs in terms of title races i'm putting it up there with united yeah. in 11 12 because at least yeah, the situation was worse at the start because they were eight points ahead with six points United. But at least they were in it until the last kick of the season and took it to goal yeah. difference, which has never oh, been done before. Yeah, so it depends how you look at what's worse. Like, at the end of the day, a bot, saying Arsenal bottled the league does not mean they've had a really bad season. They've been over of garbage. They've been the second best team. Simple as that. And I think for me, for me like in the 11-12 season, it was back and forth. And that's what that's what made it a good title race. And it got to a point when United had that lead and you thought it was over and it wasn't. It was a really good season. United did bottle it, but it was a great season and it was a great ending to the season. This season was, what is it, 93% of the time, Arsenal are top. Mm-hmm. Not even not, not top as in a point and City got a game in hand where they could just go past them. They've been clear. Eight points uh, clear. If City won their game in hand, I think it was five points minimum if they played the same amount of games. And in the space of what, three weeks, they've 10 points behind, potentially. Like, that, that's a complete bottle. They're going to be closer 
to third place probably yeah. than set them first. It's, it's the gaps that if if United and Newcastle win both their games and Arsenal, yeah, if everyone, if all top four win their games, the gaps the same. Yeah. yeah, the gaps yeah. ten points between first, second, and second and third. Yeah, yeah, which is mass in a month. And also, not really under any real pressure. No, but it's like you. I think I keep seeing. I keep seeing these arguments as well, saying, oh, "Yeah, look how we meant to stop them." It's like but you're not playing them. You're two nil up against West Ham. You're two. You're you go two nil down at home against Southampton. You're comfortable against Brentford. You're throwing all these points away. They're, they're doing it themselves. It's nothing to do with City. You know, you're, you're winning games and sitting, you know, you're, you're a City fan. Another City fans are probably thinking, oh, how the hell, you know, they've got to the gaps too big now. They're winning these games and they're throwing it away. Yeah. So they're the ones that give City the sniff to go and take, to go and win it. So their own fault. It's not about, oh, City are too good. Yeah, definitely. And now they're going to be maximum 84 points. The, that, that would only win you the, that would, the last time 84 points wins you the league is when Leicester won it eight years ago. Um, so it just goes to show that at the halfway stage, they had 50 points and now to say 84. So first half of the but season, 50 16 points down, yeah. 16 points worse off the second half. Yeah. To go from 50 to 34 is, is mental, uh, uh to be honest. And you, you but, yeah, yeah. Cause that's what, that's five losses. Yeah. Four, four losses, two draws, which is like to go. Yeah, exactly. And you get pumped so, twice by your title rivals. So doubly bad and that, there and it's another one it also adds to the list the, what was it the teams who have been top since March and not won the league four times to Arsenal twice Liverpool once that's now Arsenal three times so they're, they're the bottlers in the Premier League simple as that yeah yeah so. it's, it's, it's it's so odd and there is we talked about this on the last podcast there is a, a clearly I mean fair enough and you, I don't expect them to have the finished mentality or the finished products but there is clearly an, infor- an inferiority complex there's clearly mentality yeah. uh, issue in respect of like winning uh, uh the league which i say is fair enough no expect them to expect them to win it but once you're in the position you should win it um yeah. ha- so how do arsenal assuming arsenal want to try to do the same next season gasky how do they remedy that is it just a case of well we've got the experience so we'd be better for it or do they need to sort of like bring in ready-made battle-hardened they, winners they need they need i would say depth good depth where they can where certain players don't have to play stupid minutes and leadership because they just lack someone who's just going to sort you know grab the team and sort them out and organize that's what they seem to lack like they're in comfortable winning positions and as soon as teams go at them they're like any other team in the league they've got to change that by getting someone who keeps them organized in that, you know, like, well, I think we said, didn't we? Shaka's the most experienced and he's a nutter as well. So, <laughs> and he's your, leaving. Where's your, yeah, exactly. Where's your level head? Mm-hmm. You know, where's that player who kind of keeps the team like calm? Does that have to be, does that have to be an amazing player? You know, I've seen United have lows over the years and they've, they've been the worst players in the team. So, you know, you just need someone who's going to keep, you know, just keep them calm. Yeah, definitely. And th- there are definite upgrades that they, they can easily make. Like, I know Zinchenko's yeah. had a decent season, but I don't think he's a solution as a long term. Yeah. He's better left back. Starting left back, yeah. And even even Jesus, as much as I like him, if, if we're now, t- I thought these were good signs for Arsenal at the time because I assumed that Arsenal would be a top four team. I don't think yeah. these players are good enough to start for you when you're trying to win the league title. Same with Ditto Gabriel. Yeah. As a squad option, oh, don't start with that because that's like he should be in team of the season. No, 
No. He's, he's, he's one of those centre-backs where it's... It like Liverpool, we said it with Liverpool, we, when Van Dijk was being world-beater, anyone you put next to him would look amazing. That's how good Saliba's season was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simple as that. So Definitely. Yeah, so there's a definite upgrade that can be made there. Uh, and then it, it just even on the Jesus one, yeah. we didn't use a striker for two years and we had Jesus there fit and ready. We didn't use him as a striker. So if you want to use a, a player who who City deem not good enough to lead the line on a long-term basis, yeah. that is another area that you can strengthen uh, for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, Arsenal, a lot of work to be done, I think, if they want to compete next season because I can only see City getting better. Uh, and yeah, that is three in a row. Uh, fantastic stuff. Who knows? Maybe they'll be the first team to win four in a row uh, in English football history. Absolutely no. We don't. We don't want that. Oh yes, we do. Yes, well, fifty percent of us do here. So that's that's good. And and we've got a bold fraud there in the corner, and he wants it as well. So there he is. He's not real. Yes, he is. He's there. I can see him. He's He's there. (laughs) Uh, But there we go. Uh, Yes. So uh, that that is Man City's title win. Uh, I'm obviously very happy about it. if you want to learn more about my thoughts on City's season uh, and, you know, what's next for City, etc., uh, then I've done a, a YouTube video on it on my main channel. Go give it a watch if you'd like to. Um, we'll talk more about United and the other teams next week. When the season's over, we can properly digest what's actually happened when we know all the information, such as who's been relegated, who's secured top four football, etc., etc., uh, so let's move on to the end of season awards. I think we've seen enough to to give out these uh, awards. We might not have time for Jack's worst Premier 11 draft, but we shall see what we see. Uh, but yeah, the end of season awards, Gasky. Now, immediately, we've listed some here. We've got best player, best young player, best signing, dark horse, uh, biggest flop, most improved player, and sort of unsung hero. Now, immediately, straight off the bat, Harlan's best player. We can't. We, we, it's done. Best player, best young player, best signing. Can we agree on that? I think we have to do the same. I've, you know, we could do, we could go for honourable mentions, but Harlan oh, gets all free. Yeah. I never understand how. I understand like when they do the actual Premier League awards that the young player is usually different to the best player if it is the young if it's the, you know a young player. But like, let's be fair. You can't give one. You can't give me one or the other. <laughs> yeah, and he and he has been nominated for the Young Player Award as well. Yeah, so he, he might not even win both, but that's just because it's like we have to be fair. <laughs> stuff that stuff <laughs> stuff being fair. Yeah, so yeah, no, he should win both. Yeah, easily the best player. You scored yeah. broken all goal scoring records. Yeah. It's insane, and he he must have one of the best like minutes to goal r- record as well. Like it's not even like he's. Oh, I, oh, I know, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there was a period where he didn't even play every game, wasn't there? Yeah, um, so <laughs> he's got to be, if you're the best player and you qualify, yeah. qualify for it, you've also got to be the best young player. And if you are the best player and you're new signing, you've got to also be the best signing, uh, clearly. Yeah. Um, don't yeah. give me Botman and all that stuff as best signing. No, it's Hall and like, I'm not even going to entertain anything else on that. Uh, Gasky, you no. said Dark Horse here. Tell me more. What does that mean? So, so the team that's like, you know, come out of nowhere you didn't expect to do to be this good because i have i have three teams in mind tell me more i have brighton yeah villa yeah and fulham yes i the argument really is who has done maybe newcastle as well and brentford and brentford uh yeah maybe brentford on the edge because brentford have been so topsy-turvy which is like as last season but i feel like the other four have pushed on enough like i think brighton getting 
European football for the first time in their history mm-hmm. is, I think, probably clinches it. But then between them and Newcastle, I would say, because Newcastle, I mean, who put it them to get top four? Yeah, fair. definitely. Um, so it's, a, it's, it's a tough one. I see where you're coming from with the Brighton one. We all know how much I love Brighton. Yeah. All The reason why I just wouldn't award them Dark Horse for this year is because... It doesn't, good. it doesn't really that surprise shows. me they've got sixth or what. Yeah. They might get sixth place because yeah. what 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 did they get last year? Let's have a look. Was it ninth they got last year? Yeah, so they got ninth yeah. last year. And in, in fact, even before Potter left, he left them in fourth place. So I sort of expected them to kick on from that place. And, and you know, I, I think I predicted them to get eighth and I thought I was being fair. So, yeah, so. Yeah. But, but we, we knew I, how I, good they were. Yeah. But, sorry, go on. I think so. Yes, yeah, so I, I agree with that. So maybe it's between really then. If we're going off that kind of like where we would expect them and they didn't, it's between Newcastle, maybe Newcastle and Fulham or Villa then, one of them three. But I think yeah. I'd probably give it for Newcastle then. Yeah, it's Newcastle getting top. Newcastle getting third. Yeah, just, let, let's just touch on uh, on Fulham. Uh, sorry, on Villa for a second because there yeah. were another name you mentioned. It's there. <laughs> Uh, in seventh place, they were actually in a relegation battle at they, one point. Well, well, they came from sacking their manager to getting a you know pretty much a world class manager and getting Europe pretty much. Yeah, or close to. Yeah, again, I can I can totally understand why we might consider Villa. For me, again, me personally, I think the Villa have been heavily underperforming the past year or so. You know, under Gerard, etc. Yeah. Because if you look to the actual players. I think, in fact, I think like... Oh, no, they do. They have, they have a team. Yeah, like they've got a solid yeah. foundation and some really good uh, talent in there. I think like, it, not this season, but I think the season before, the, the year they, they sold Grealish and invested it, yeah. I, th- I think I predicted them to get sixth or something because the, the players on offer yeah. and the squad value was clearly good enough to be, you know, fighting for Europe. Just, it, it just didn't have the coach. Yeah, exactly. So I actually, yeah. so so I totally understand why we might put them in the dark horse category. But I actually think what we're seeing now is a realization of what happens if you gave this squad a decent manager. A, I'll give him, I'll give him a secret award of the comeback award because yeah, they were crap for the yeah. start of the season. So then coming from nowhere, yeah. But then and then Fulham, I think a lot of people are predicting relegation battle, and they've yeah. just gone a really good start and then mid-tabled it which is i think overachieved <laughs> yeah de- definitely um, I, I had i had fulham in fourth from bottom and when i made that prediction i had lots of people saying you know this is one of the only predictions i've seen without fulham in the bottom three i know that they've sort of they, have, they haven't capitulated but, but it's it's coming off i think it's coming off the previous few seasons where fulham have been in the premier league and they've just gone back down because they'll yeah. throw money in uh, players that no one's heard of and then rubbish. Whereas they seem to just have used their brains this time around. And they were overachieving a lot of the season and like sixth. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, well, this isn't new. Yeah. So getting, you're not that so guy. Getting so getting 10 from getting the same, you know, getting um, same wins as losses and stuff is brilliant. It's fantastic. Brilliant. And also they got to yeah. a FA Cup quarterfinal, was it? Against United? Yeah. 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 So incredibly impressive. And also, um, if you look like if you look at the players, let's compare because they were for a long time similar to Brighton in position. Like the Fulham players are nowhere near the level of the Brighton players. Um, no, and to be fair, a lot of them are players that played in the Prem previous time when they got relegated. They've stuck around and they're doing it better now. Yeah, like Mitrovic, like uh, he, yeah. he's actually yeah. become a Premier League quality striker. It seems. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so I've been really impressed, with, and also I think what I've also been impressed with is that if you look at you know the likes of Brighton and Villa, they have got. 
like quite and Brentford they've got like quite interesting tactical yeah. setups. Fulham isn't really that that it's more sort of like standard and like it's more honest in respect of like the players yeah. understand and appreciate their talents and and like you know Marco Silva's aware that you can't do a fancy tactical system because the players probably aren't quite good enough. But that there's yeah. that there's their praise should be in that of. You don't need a fancy tactical setup. You just need yeah. hardworking, honest players. And I'm, I'm, sounds like I'm underselling them because they are also very good players, a lot of them. But you know, you, you get what I mean. They are overperforming. They're not, they're not. Yeah, exactly. Like you can see with Brighton that they do play a very, you know, a very good way, a very exciting way of football. And I think it was from the FA Cup semi-final against United, you can notice it got to a point when it was too much for them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they were giving the ball away and it was all that space because, let's be fair, like, you know, the, the players of Brighton have got a good, but if you if you improve certain areas, they'll be miles better. But to get them playing the way they have is hats off to Potter and to Sherby, really. Yeah, but I think you I are think right. Yeah, I was going to say, I, th- I think your initial instinct is correct. I think, I mean, Newcastle, and I know a lot's changed since, but Newcastle were going to get relegated last season. Um, when did they even finish? Like, I know they got taken over to the Lure, but they still only finished 11th. Like, no one, no one but, thought. But I mean, like, they've a new, what, what, they got a manager halfway through the season last season. He kept them up. They bought, okay, they bought players, but it's not like they've gone, they just done what Villa did that year. When they remember Villa spent 100 and odd million before, yeah. I think, before they saw Grealish, and they almost got relegated with it. They've yeah. just done, and then by this time, they've done that, bought big players, and third place. Yeah, it's it's just. Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe you know Newcastle will. They're not going to go to fifth, are they? At least fourth. Champions League football no, is basically uh, assured. United, United, and Newcastle need one point. Yeah, well, there you go. From two, from two, one point from two games. There you go. The, so you think it's done? Yeah. So. And even if Liverpool win and Newcastle lose, there would have to be a, a, a seven That's goal different swing. Right, a goal, yeah. But then they have, to, yeah, Newcastle have to lose two games. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they're, they're fine. Yeah. It's got. Yeah. I think you're right. It's got to be them as the dark horse. I think yeah. I had them as uh, I seven mid table. I think I think I had them like close to mid yeah. table. Yeah. I had them seventh, and I thought that was. Oh, I, I've got like a um, a friend who's a Newcastle fan, and he was he was really happy with that because he predicted like you know ninth or something. He thought I was overselling them, and yeah, third place or fourth place Champions League football for the first yeah. time in however many years for Newcastle. Eddie Howe has done a fantastic job. They haven't gone mental and signed ready made stars, etc. Um, players have just. Uh, uh, upped it uh, a notch and they will just go from strength to strength. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be uh, uh, Newcastle as a dark horse team. What's the opposite of a dark horse? Uh, a white a sheep. Light, a light unicorn. I don't know. <laughs> a light sheep. I don't, I don't know what you call it. The, f- the Just what, what do you mean? Like the flops? The, just the... Yeah. Not even... Because I, I do want to talk about flop, flop of the season in terms of like a player. But yeah. I think I want team, to... Uh, a team Leicester. Yeah. Uh, it has to be Leicester. Shout out Chelsea. Oh yeah, Chelsea as well. But I think... Yeah. Between Chelsea and Leicester, based on... If you're going off, Chelsea's spending stupid amounts of money and finishing mid-table. is ridiculous. And then there's Leicester who have actually been relegated. Yes. Are they definitely relegated or can they still survive? Uh, they can still survive, but it's, it's not, probably not very unlikely. Happen. Yeah. Yeah, so if if they get relegated, it's like you've just from winning the league in what in six seven years, you've just you've gone. Yeah, 
it's like, yeah. That is mad, isn't different. it? Yeah. yeah. They were Premier League champions eight years. They, they could yeah. have been the champ. Got, like, when they, that, those two years where they missed out on Champions League football by like a point because they bottled oh, yeah, it so, and now so, they're so here. Over, so, over, so over three years, they've gone from winning the league, playing play, the league and playing the Champions League to top four fights to relegation. Yeah, it's just staggering. And that that, that yeah. team is, that will be up there with one of the best teams in terms yeah. of talent to get relegated. For sure. Know, it's gonna and it's gonna get absolutely stripped down in the championship. Mm-hmm. Either that or if they decide to stick around, they'll break records. <laughs> if yeah. that squad stays together in the championship. Definitely. Yeah. So that's the club. Uh, I probably agree with you there, but I just want to shout out Chelsea. Oh, um yeah. Western Chelsea, they're the two. <laughs> yeah. But now in terms of an individual, now I know it's not fair to, we'll have to do this with a pinch of salt because you should never judge a player after one season. But who but you know, if we're being unfair. <laughs> And just having a bit of fun. <laughs> who is the who um, for you is ooh. like the flop player? Oh, so off, off, off the top of my head, ooh. a lot of players. Are... It, it depends. It depends how we look at it. Because yes. me personally, I choose when I look at players, I choose to ignore transfer fees. I don't care. It's not my sure. money. I couldn't care less how much someone's worth. And I know some people will also disagree and go if a player's a hundred million and he's absolutely crap, or he's not a hundred, not playing a hundred million quality, then he's flopped. Whereas I just decide no. Well, I'm watching the player for 90 minutes a match. Yeah. How, how does he play? Um, but so this, this, this is why, so, so if we are disregarding transfer fee, which is fair enough, I think that we've got to yeah. take into account what was the player brought in to do? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah, definitely. Like, so if, for example, if a team signed a striker and he's done, so like, for example, Rich Allison, right? Let's just ignore transfer fee. He's come in to play up front with Kane and he's scored one Premier League goal. Which was I irrelevant think. as well. Which was irrelevant because Liverpool went over and scored. Yeah. <laughs> so he's you know one goal. I mean, if we're not taking transfer fees, and he scored one goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is all he's done. This is also why and, I don't want to bring. It, I know I can see why lots of people would say Calvin Phillips. I totally understand it because it's big transfer fees. But at the end of the day, he wasn't brought in to start every what, single yeah, game. Exactly. Exactly. He's yeah. Okay. He's got a lot of money, but if we're not talking transfer fees, his job is being understood. Support player. Because, um, you know, Rodri's plays that position. And you need, you need, again, it's backup. It's about depth. Players come in to do squad depth. They don't come in to start. They don't come in to, you know, do... do. It's like, for example, like Alvarez. He's, he's, not, he's never going to start. We knew, you knew that when he signed him. It was like, well, Holland's coming, so he's not going to start. Exactly. But his job is to be the sub. And he's the, the, one of the probably top five best strikers in the league, yeah. <laughs> which is mental. So that's another example. That's the example. But obviously, like, yeah, when you when you look at it that way. But then if you want to look at transfer fees, there's a lot. You can bring in like, <laughs> you know, Modric, can't you, for example. Flops. There's a lot of flops. Whereas like, yeah, exactly. Like there's a lot, like most of Chelsea team, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. I quite like uh, your answer though, to be fair. Like Richarlison, I think probably is up there. And, and I know we said yeah. we weren't, wouldn't talk about transfer fee, but again, it was a lot of money. And even if he's just brought in to be a rotational option, yeah. I think it's a bit more than that, but he's been bad. Yeah, come in, come in and I think him, I'd probably say him and him and Mudrick maybe because they've come in and done nothing. Actually yeah. done nothing. Other players at least come and done something. They've done nothing. Yes, exactly. So I'm so. sure I'm sure there are lots of other options. In fact, if there are, you guys can let us know in the comments who do you guys think is, would you say it's like the flop of the season? Lots of people said... You know, maybe Anthony again. I think it's, I think he's actually been all right re- in recent weeks and like, months. Yeah, no, like, yeah, like he's he's shown that. I think 
his confidence because there was games like, especially when it, it was since, since the Liverpool game, really, because he was just quiet. He's like out of it. Whereas he's got this fire in his belly and he wants to, you know, fight for the ball. And, you know, and these, I think it was a severe game away. It was absolute shambles. And he was the only one trying. Yeah. And, you know, he's a, he's a player in there. And if he can, if he wants to be one footed, fine be one-footed but you need to be as good as Iron Robin with one foot yes. if you're going to be one-footed you need to be you need to if you, want, if you want to telegraph you're going on your left you need to hit a pinpoint cross or a pinpoint top corner nearly every time simple as that and if he can get even better at that brilliant there is a player I believe there is a player in no, there no yeah uh, uh, yeah I, I, t- totally yeah as I say I'm, I'm tentative to have a go with him for uh, one season also the thing is I guess um, you know just uh, just final thing on the Richarlison one is it's not like he's coming to a new league either like he, he was oh. already in the Premier League so that's added to the like, have things they, have they signed, it's like if they signed him to replace Harry Kane if Harry Kane leaves is that the whole point of signing him now he's, re- he's ready kind of like Alvarez at City but then you'd think Premier League ready he's going to play more he's done nothing when he's played so yeah weird weird yeah. Uh, uh, apologies Jack we'll do I don't have time for your worst Premier 11 draft we, we promise we'll do it next time the final award Gasky b- before we uh, wrap it up most improved player and the obvious shouts are Grealish and Rashford Xhaka for Arsenal maybe um, Udegaard yeah, uh, yeah um, ooh, it's a tough one I'm, I'm, there's probably loads of other people coming with other players but yeah uh, for me it's Grealish I think although actually no it's not because actually I take that back because last Grealish season he wasn't bad Grealish over the last couple of years I'd maybe uh, have Rashford I'd say I'd say Rashford having the best season of his you know of his career yeah. pretty much worst season last season best season this season yeah. it's probably yeah, Rashford it's got to be Rashford actually yeah. isn't it yeah. yeah yeah. there might be others we forgot about and people will put us in our place but I think off yeah I forgot I think that's it yeah, well you guys Rashford. can let us know who you think yeah, is the most improved I mean, there's probably some like mid-table and things, but yeah, I'm not having like bloody Almiron. Like he had a purple patch, and that's it. Uh, so no, yeah, Almiron had what like was he like third in the goal scoring, and now he's like bottom. Yeah, yeah some, <laughs> something, something like, like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's why Jack Grealish is clear. Um, but yes, um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, those are our end of season awards. Slightly shorter podcast than usual. Hopefully, you guys still enjoyed it though. Kaski, did you enjoy it? I had a good time. Nice, short but sweet what we like yeah that's what we like amazing stuff uh next week we are going to be reviewing the end of the season maybe grading uh each club's season and, and how they've done um and also focusing on united as well less less so city because we thought about city a lot today um and we'll see if we can squeeze in the worst premier 11 draft for Nobcast as well well that's been the podcast that's been the Nobcast. i've been nobbins i've been gasket and we will see you guys next time. Goodbye, guys.